This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on and pat down for bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven and the leading light of long shots, H.G. Nilsson. Let her rip, HG. Yes, TF Mate Cedric SP. Sump AO torching the blindside blue paper once again. Uh, the AO, tremendous. He got that in the Queen's Birthday Honours in 2004, and he's just kicked on ever since. It's tremendous credit to what an AO can do for you. Uh, the Sumster, of course, camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at the ABC Grandstand HQ. Now, due to pressure from uh, victims of the punt, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava are now providing relief to those who have dropped a fat wedge on the ASX this week. Uh, a lot of people have been, uh, well, making poor investments on the ASX and they're, they, well, let's face it, they've come unstuck. But the Knights know you investors were trying to put in for Australia. It was the Aussie spirit. It came unstuck, sure, that can happen. You took a chance, you copped a thrashing, but you should not be hung out to dry. That is not the Australian way. The Knights will be in touch with a wedge to compensate you for your losses. Job keepers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side and footy festivities uh, in 2020 and another blast of boot frenzy and frolics. Uh, buffs, right-thinking uh, patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, TP Horde is looking for another role and, God, can you find one? If you can, get in touch. I'd love to get a few more. Uh, and mad football freaks, HG Nelson opening the blindside dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. A rugby league. A wonderful week. And at last we are talking about referees again. Yes, while the whistleblowers are taking uh, well, centre stage and second stage and wherever else you want to put them, it's the game as we've known and loved it for centuries. Sure, simple mistakes and awarding tries off forward pass. No wonder millions of fans around the planet are tuning in. Uh, AFL and the murderer dragged Channel 7 kicking and screaming over the line with the TV deal between the teeth just before the bounce Thursday night. Tigers beat buys at the G. Wasn't it great to see the, uh, the those great sides, the, you know, traditional rivals, Tigers and Pies, alongside each other, Richmond, Collingwood, etc. Look it up on the Melways. You look, it was all there, very dull event, low scoring. Uh, I, think, uh, I think I'm right in saying that Six points in the last quarter, that's all they could manage. A video review controversy about a mark over the line and the spit. I was glad to see they hadn't weeded the spit out of the game. I was worried and it's uh, obviously a big part of the NRL and no surprises there. People love, kids especially love tuning in to see the oyster go south while the AFL is doing it just as well. And wasn't it great to hear the honeyed tones of Bruce and BT back together in harness once again? They're the best in the business. Now, it's not a term I like using, the best in the business, but when I hear Bruce and BT together, I have to think the best in the business. And the honeyed tones, it describes them so beautifully. I mean, the players might have been a bit rusty, but BT was in electrifying form. Apart from the murderer, I think university tests proved that no-one is doing more to turn people off the caper and kill AFL stone dead than BT. I mean, his call is just, I mean, it's just, it just makes you want to 
pull a side over your head or at least get down to Bondi Beach and pull a bonce over your bonnet. Uh, it was an Australian of the Year performance right off the blocks Thursday night. The genius of BT is that he calls the game he imagines is happening rather than what is actually happening before him. If only he could squeeze in an imaginary crowd figures, imaginary crowd figures into the call, it'd be perfect along the lines of, you know, gold at Collingwood, uh, 68,000 in the house. Uh, forget that no one's in the house. It doesn't matter because the rest of the game is equally fictitious. Uh, anyway, it'll be a perfect call. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. Tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed-up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember, to step over and have a go, that's the Australian way, and to get a go, that's the Australian way. Now... Well, I'm super excited about this. You can probably hear it in my voice, an unprecedented level of excitement. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's talk to a man secretly responsible for rugby league biosecurity from the player's perspective, who is now tasked by the man of feathers with running the bio-slide rule over all crowds attending fixtures from July 1. If you are interested in going to a game, that's a game of rugby league, uh, register at I'm Gavigan for Rugby League.com and answer three questions. That side again, I'm Gavigan for Rugby League.com and answer the following questions. Do you love Rugby League? Yes or no? Not a hard question to answer. Do you want to see a match? Is Peter Verlandes a genius? Yes or no? Now, that I agree that there are a couple of stumpers there, but I think if you follow the natural line through it, you'll be okay. Uh, details of ticketing will be forward to you for your chosen fixture, but the process should be uh, needs to be approved by the New South Wales and Queensland governments, and it's very simple. You will arrive at the ground at the allocated time and queue up, queue up at the gate marked on the ticket. You know, it might be gate 12, gate 13, etc. Once inside through the mag and bag, you will move to your allotted chute and then after your temperature has been assessed, you will roll into the handy sandy bath area where you will be fully immersed in the, in the hand sanitizer before rinsing off with a hot shower. Once you've togged up, you'll be guided to your socially distanced seat in the grandstand. It couldn't be simpler. You know, look, if you can't get your head around that, you don't belong in rugby league. Fact. That's a proven fact. Now, Warning, nudity is involved, but all bathroom attendants will be fully ticketed to work with a, a naked Australian public. There'll be no sickos, no loonies, no pervs involved. <laughs> sure, it could lend itself to going horribly wrong, but I trust Australia and I trust rugby league people. This man, who believes the whole process can take four minutes, 30 seconds, if the public is ready and prepared for it and wants to see rugby league. Be warned, uh, with a 7.30pm kickoff, you may be asked to arrive at 9.30am to get through the biosecurity. If there's a big crowd on hand, maybe obviously we'll know how many people are coming and it may be up to 25,000 people getting all them through the immersion and chows and so on will take some time. But in trial runs, those who rocked up at 9.30am were seated with a beer in hand by 9.37am. It can be that quick. The man in charge of the Rugby League Operation Biobath is rampaging Roy Slave and Roy... Can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny emotion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Ah, dude! Yes. Thank you very, very much, H.G. Nelson. Uh, what a wonderful week for believers to... Well, it wasn't such a great week for believers, was it, now I think about it. Believers are shaking their heads in disbelief. Mm-hmm. See, I thought a lifetime of enforced work for nothing... I thought that was considered slavery. Apparently it's not anymore. No, it's not. We've got to redefine it. We do. We've got to redefine it. Yeah. I don't know what the new definition is going to be. I'm waiting to hear. Are we going to get dictionary experts in like well, Macquarie people? Oh, don't get me started. we need. Yeah, I know. We're experts. Having... God almighty. 
Now, as HG has uh, alluded to, well, more than alluded to, he's boldly stated that the AFL has returned and it's underwhelmed and these were tacit to HG's comments. KB hated it, Sam hated it. <laughs> he did. They did. It took us back to, well, it took me back to 1917. Mm. And that's a long time between drinks. Mm. Now the murderer must be thrilled. I know. Over the moon. Almost he must killed be. It. He's almost killed the game stone dead. Two matches So much back. so nobody can kick anymore. No. You know, no one kicks straight anymore. No. It's just mm. a scramble. Mm. No skills. Mm. Low scores. Hawks, one goal and a half, yeah. I think. Well, that's well, the murderer. I, I dips me lid. I know. We didn't think it could happen so No, quickly. so quickly, so efficiently, so effectively. Now, in shocking news... And we might open up about this a little bit later on if we have time. Equestrian Australia has gone into voluntary administration. No. Uh, Sports Australia has withdrawn funding. Do you know who I thought of first? Kaibar TikTok. Thanks very much. Kaibar TikTok indeed. Kaibar TikTok. Mm. Terrible. How must the horse feel yeah. today? I know. And all those that were brushed, luckily, mm. luckily brushed. With the TikTok. With the TikTok tail. Yeah. How must they feel? Well, it's uh, not an Australia I recognise. Then again, we've had to redefine all sorts of things lately, haven't we? It's been a tough old time. Now, in equally shocking news, Roger is out for the year. I know. More knee surgery. More knee surgery. Have we seen the last of the Swiss maestro with an abiding love and respect for Australian past greats like Rod Laver and Roy Emerson? I think we might have, and this is a very, very sad day. Very sad day. Sober. That's sober news. Now, the Broncos and St George are under the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. Are the clubs tearing themselves apart? Yeah, It well, would seem that they are. I know, it's just a... One's got a youth policy that's gone absolutely berserk. Uh-huh. And the other... T- the, 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 there appear to be two camps there does. in the St George team. And it's not St George v Illawarra. Oh, no, it's not that simple. No. no. Something is going wrong in the St George story. Now, I'm wondering with both these clubs that are vital really for the future of rugby league as we know it, whether the man of feathers has got to step in. The man, the golden feather man, has got to step in. Right. He's got to step in. He's got to go into the Broncos' lair and get to the bottom of what the issue is. Seabold, what are you doing? Ah. He's got to get Mary McGregor and St George, sit them down and say, boys, what is going on here? Can I raise a question? Why do you hate each other? Mm. Joint venture. Joint ventures. Broncos, St George, join them together. Oh, wow. I know. Okay. I know. It's a big call. Wow. Two states. Oh, don't know how that – well, if anyone could make it work, he could. Well, Andy's would. Now, Vijay Singh, actually, it's not often we talk about Vijay Singh, and you might have broken the story here a few weeks ago that Vijay Singh uh, was being criticised by many of his colleagues for being a turd, um, for, uh, you know, going into an event that is for qualifiers. Yeah. Only. Not, not for, for old, the younger Not set. for old stages who've won over $100 million. Um, now, because of that pressure and – I, I suggest that VJ didn't actually like being called a turd, so he's withdrawn. You've spoken from, to him, Roy? I didn't speak to him. No, no. no. You I, just got I, did, this from, I didn't feel I need to. Did you get this from to. Hensby? No, but Mark Hensby is holding HG at 2089, you'd be happy to know. Oh, isn't that 
great news. Yeah. He, he hasn't moved up. He no, hasn't he hasn't moved down. up. He hasn't moved down. No, nope. He's just holding there at 2089. Now, an interesting fact, HG, and a very interesting fact, Cristiano Ronaldo, the great soccer player, mm. he's joined Tiger Woods and Floyd Mayweather as billionaires. Billionaires. Mm. Now, uh, for any kids interested in becoming billionaires, it, it shows you the road, doesn't it? It does. It, lo- it, would seem, it would seem that rugby league's not going to get you there, the no. AFL's not going to get you there, Equestrian certainly not going to get you there. But boxing, possible. Mm -hmm. Golf, Mm -hmm. possible. Soccer, possible. Mm. So that opens up three clear paths for any young kitty in Australia with dreams. Dreams, yeah, that's right. Dreams. Dreams of being, of having gold to roll in. Right. Or to fill your trousers with gold. Fill your trousers with gold, yeah. Now, uh, a couple of uh, Adelaide Crows stars, HG, have come to blows during training. Yeah, this, sure this, this has come at a time when the club culture is being questioned. I know. I think we talked about that last week. We might have, we might have brushed upon this. Yeah. But could I just say, HG, that I think it's a good sign. Mm-hmm. I like it when uh, colleagues, players start hitting each other mm. because... As much as the thrill you might get out of flattening someone, you know, wearing a different jumper in competition, there's nothing quite like the satisfaction of putting a mate on his date. Make of that what you will. Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And if you want to get involved with the show, and people do like getting us touch uh, in old school style, so RoyNHG at abc.net.au. That's RoyNHG at abc.net.au. Uh, after the uh, Magic Round last weekend, we were all talking about referees and forward passes. Yeah. And uh, now Peter Volanders, uh, the man of feathers, the golden feathers, oh, yeah. is suggesting that he can solve the forward pass issue mm. with a, a modification of Hawkeye technology. Really? Now, I've got, <laughs> I've got yeah, no idea how he's going to do this because at least in Hawkeye, one particular axis is fixed, yeah. meaning when you look at tennis court, you know where the lines are, you just have to work out with the Hawkeye technology whether the ball was in or out or on which side of the line it fell. There are Here, a, lot of, a lot of moving passes. Parts, aren't there with a well, rugby league rugby game? Rugby league game, yeah. Now, can I raise two issues here? Mm. The rule is the hands have to move backwards. Well, the ball's got to travel backwards from the hands. Correct, but this is a yeah. baffling thing. Mm. This is the subtlety of this is not to be underestimated. It sounds yeah. simple, yeah. but of course, in the one uh, which was uh, disallowed the other night, yep. was the hands appeared to move backwards, the ball appears to move backwards, yes. but then due to the magic of uh, lapse rates or yes. whatever you like to call them, the ball seemed to drift forward. It did, I, either propelled by the wind or by creating its own uh, what low, pre- low pressure cell. Yes, that's right. So the mm. spin yes. is the thing that encourages to do this, yep. to make a left-hand turn or a right-hand that's turn. That's right, yeah. Now, what yep. are we going to do about that? I don't know what we can do about that, actually. I've always felt that forward passes and the adjudication thereof is a feel thing. You, you just got to feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you know it in yourself when you see it if it's a forward pass or not. You know, as a player, whether whether it's a forward pass or not. You know, sure there are line balls and 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 players are 
putting spin on the ball now that does cause a curving of the ball through the air. Now, that could create its problems down the track if it becomes too pronounced. Too pronounced. Yeah. Now, are you suggesting that players behind the you know, scenes with their back to the yeah. camera yeah. are spitting on the ball and polishing it in the manner of a fast bowler in cricket who's then able to get reverse swing or natural yeah. swing yeah. Yeah. at a greater rate than without any touch Well, we are going to see this. We are. We are. We are. We're, we're seeing this now. Yeah. We're seeing this now that the, the, the players can impart swing on the rugby league ball. Excellent. Swing on the rugby league board. I yeah. love that technical talk. Yes. Now, how are we going to deal with it? Are we yep. going to allow the ball to leave the hands appearing to go backwards? Yes. But then because and then of shoot the, forward. Shoot forward, yes. Mm. Now, your theory is is the player can't anticipate this. The player has to remain the person receiving the, the ball. The person receiving the ball has to be behind the person throwing the ball mm-hmm. at all times, mm-hmm. uh, much in the manner of if the player was going to kick the ball forward and receive the ball in advance of the player who kicked the ball, then the same has got to apply, I think, with the new swinging pass. Let's say you... You, you could get a couple of metres on it, oh, do you reckon? you might be able to get four or five metres on uh, it on a good exciting. swinging pass over, uh, over 20 metres, a long yeah, pass. Yeah. Now, that would be very exciting to watch, especially if the player could anticipate where the ball is going to go through training, and there's no reason why that couldn't happen. Training, yeah, I hadn't thought about that, that you actually train for yeah, these things. Yeah, it so. might change our view of how passing works. We could be entering a whole new ball game here, HG, where as long as the ball leaves the hands going backwards, after that the ball can do whatever it likes and still remain legal. Right. Now, I know that's something that uh, yeah. caused a lot of kerfuffle. Can yes. I raise two questions here? Yep. This was a pass which would have allowed Manly to win the game. Yep. It was pulled back, obviously, yes. then yep. Parramatta won the game. Yes. But the fans walked away. Disgruntled. Disgruntled, bagging the referee. Yeah. Now, this yeah. was something that Volandi said he'd stamp out. Remember that all those years ago when he came to the top job? Yes. I remember clearly as, as though it was just yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you know, it might have been 50 years ago yes. when he came to the top yeah. job. Yeah. Now, he said he was not going to have referees being the subject matter of the yes. post-match. That, that's right. Yeah. He wanted to weed out any disgruntled fans, didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah. You he thought yeah. that fans losing accept losses fairly, yeah. uh, but they uh, hate it when the referee's the uh, cause mm. of the loss. Mm. So, you know, I use those in inverted commas there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the cause because I don't. I, I'm in a much more human about these things. Referees make mistakes like we all do. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. I'm wondering if a bird's eye camera, bird's HG, eye camera would be the thing. Would be the thing. Like R- a drone. Yes, a drone. Yeah. So the bunker should be drone equipped. Well, there's no reason why it couldn't be. No, I know. They're very, just it's weird. very simple technology nowadays. I know. Why And you can have a drone hovering at all times. Moving along moving with the plane. Yes. And it would spot so many things. It would. I mean, that stat that you gave me, that Matthew Lodge yes. uh, is, is the, the fastest, fastest player to play the ball in the right. whole game That's at the right. moment. That's right. It's hard to imagine a prop being able to get to his feet yep. that quickly and play the ball. That's right, but he is. Now he that is. Picking But up you don't need a drone to do that. I mean, you can work that out just with a stopwatch. Yeah. But the drone could uh, uh, be the impartial view on whether a pass is forward or not, Mm. whether it Mm. leaves the hands going backwards. You could get grounding updates from the drone. You could get uh, quite a lot of uh, offside. 
Oh, certainly. You could police it 10 metres. metres. I know. Yeah. Now they're saying that's not being policed by the referees at the moment. Well, there you are. Well, see, well, the the drone could do that. And if the drone would change colour, it could be colour-coded. So, wee-bomp, wee-bomp, makes a noise. Oh, the drone's gone blue. Someone's offside. Stop the game. Penalty or handover, whatever you're going to do. Be easy to do that. And people would accept that. People would love watching the drone. You get kids just drone drone freaks. Drone freaks, thank you. Now, I'm just wondering whether um, it would be able to police on things like there was a try that was disallowed. I think it might have been Storm, easy match for Storm to have won. And they got a try pulled back and no one could work out why. Now, that may be able to help there too. Yes. Uh, Infringement, sorry, what do you call obstruction? Obstructions, yes. Yes. It was shepherding we used to call it in the old days. Yes, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, now, shepherding, was that big in your day? Yes, it was. Yeah, We hated it. There were, there were things we hated. The surrender tackle was the oh, most you hated. Know oh, everybody hates Everyone the hates the surrender tackle. There's a bit of that going I on. I know. And I hate it. <laughs> Should be weeded out. And what's the man of golden feathers doing about that? Nothing. Hasn't said a word. I know. Nothing. Not a word about surrender tackle, which is the greatest blight on the game since 907. Now. We come to other issues, and I don't want to let this go because obviously refereeing and the yeah. standards. But Flanders isn't suggesting he's going to alter physics, is he? Uh, sadly, I think he is interested in altering physics. Altering physics. I know. I know. I know. It's got a, it's got rugby league written all over it. Altering physics. God, how's he going to do? And what, what what aspect of physics are you talking about? Classical mechanics, you know, Newton, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Like when things for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah, I think that's the one he's worried about. Now, can I just let you pause? An object and... will stay at rest unless it's changed by external forces. Isn't that yeah, all that them? sort of stuff. Yeah. But well, he's going to change this. Yeah, I'd love to see him have a go at Hook's Law too. Hook's Law. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's the extension one. of the spiral of being single. Yeah, etc. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, can I come to more club matters here? And I don't want to dwell on this, but mm-hmm. St George, they yeah. can't really afford to get rid of their coach. No, well, they'd have to pay him out a million dollars. Yeah, because it costs too much. Yeah. Now, this this is. do you see this as Volandian common sense coming to play here? In the past, I think you calculated there was over $100 million yeah. in the last 10, million, 10 years yes. that have been used to pay out coaches who somehow didn't come up. Who were somehow re-employed a little bit later on. Yeah, $100 million. One of the greatest scams. Going. Know, yeah. So I wonder more people didn't get involved in it, really. I want to become a rugby league coach. Yeah, yeah. why? Because I want to get fired and then get paid out. <laughs> then get paid out, yeah. Now. And then rehired a couple of weeks later. <laughs> Often by the club that fired <laughs> me right. two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> now, be that as it may, uh, Dragons, mm. coach, they're stuck with uh, McGregor. Yeah. And, uh, of course, some of the old school, Morris Yammer, one of them, yes. uh, the former Premier of New South Wales, and very well connected in sporting circles. He, he's part of that Southern Expansion organisation that Fozzie's involved in, right. Craig Foster, yeah. uh, and others in the southern part of Sydney. I think they want to have a team that stretches down towards uh, the Wollongong area, oh, okay. maybe Hurstville to Wollongong. Right. Anyway, he says, uh, of course, that's part of the St George area. Yep. It's a club whose only ambition is just to be there. Meanwhile, other clubs are competing for premierships. It's simple betrayal of what the Dragons should stand for. We've become a symbol of mediocrity. A Imagine that. Mediocrity. Uh, imagine that. The great St George. Know, Eleven on the trot. Eleven on the trot. Yeah. Chang. Puff. Puff. Craig Young. People forget Cuts Craig Young. Craig. Yeah, bludgeon on the blind Bum side. on. Yeah, bum on. Hitting the advantage Hit line. Hitting the advantage bum line, bum, bum on. on. Yeah. He pioneered that. I know. And could get the ball away. Yeah, yeah. Him. Slippery. Slippery Morris. Mm, I know. Lord Ted Goodwin. <laughs> 
On and on they go. On and on it goes, isn't it? I mean, all those heroes. Reg Gasney. Mm. Chuck Mundine. Oh, Lord. I know. All those greats. Mediocrity. Mediocrity. Now, surely this is a... Something that Volandis has to look at. He can't have teams going around just to be there. Mm. No. I've got to do something. Otherwise, I mean, it ruins the idea of somehow the refereeing making mistakes. Well, who cares because it's just St George. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. an unequal playing field. It's it got is. to be evened up it somehow. Is. Look, I understand in any competition, HG, that you're going to have teams that come last and second last. But it should never be St George. <laughs> The greyhound industry questions the French submarine deal, the issue of fracking and the financial health of our universities. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. And in one of the greatest developments in sport, uh, look, this is world-shattering, that uh, Sydney's Bankwest Stadium, that's the home of the Parramatta Eels, has emerged as a shock contender to host the third prong of the Fury Wilder, um, you know, heavyweight stoush. Wow. So there's been a couple already. Now, this is being set down for Boxing Day. Get it? Brilliant. Heavyweight title bout on Boxing Day in Sydney. Brilliant. Now, Dean Lonergan, the the promoter who bought Manny Pacquiao and Jeff Horn yeah. uh, to Australia, yeah. pitched the idea to matchmaker Bob Arum six weeks ago. Yeah. The proposal has been closely guarded secret until you learned about it. Yeah. And you talked to me about it. Yeah. Arum told Sky Sports, our friends in Australia are talking about doing this fight probably in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonergan uh, told uh, Roy, when Bob said our friends in Australia, I'm the one he's talking to, yeah. I just had thought uh, a thought uh, six weeks ago that these guys can't do a major fight in Las Vegas or New York. Why not come down here on Boxing Day? I know we can get the crowd. We're flexible about the timing. And if they did a 1.30 p.m. on Boxing Day, I mean, yeah. is that lunchtime in the test? I suppose it would be around lunchtime sure because Boxing Day test is pretty important, isn't I it? I know. I mean, what a shot in the arm for Sydney compared with the usual focus of World sport being on Melbourne. Being on Melbourne, yes. And if you could somehow get V8 supercars going over the bridge on the same mm. afternoon, I mean, just a just Turn a Boxing Day into a festival of festival sport. of something. Yes, <laughs> festival of something. That's how you'd bill it. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I is suppose. This, is this likely? I mean, look, look, I don't know. We'd have to look at social distancing and what what. Yeah, what, no what, what, I mean, and the, the sandy bars and yeah, all yeah, yeah, all stuff. of that. Getting the crowd in, in yeah. and all and, and is a boxing crowd as easy Are they to need an educated yeah. rugby league crowd, very educated, that, know what they true. have to do, nude up, go in the bath, yeah. have the shower, put the clothes back on and yep, take a seat. Yep, in the- yep. We, we we understand how cricket crowds work. We understand AFL crowds, we rugby don't have a league lot. crowds, tennis crowds. We're not – boxing crowds I'm not so sure about, HG. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it is possible. Yeah. I, I think we'd, we'd have, have to have a balloting system. Yeah, and messages we, say to from – interview people, I suppose. Uh, you want to go to the boxing on Boxing Day? Why? Oh, I love it. Okay, uh, yeah, happy to get your gear off and hop in the bath and, oh, you, um, and you're happy then to shower off and tog up and sit quietly? No. Ah, well, there you thanks go. very much. Yeah. Maybe another sport. <laughs> yeah. Next. Try rugby league, <laughs> you know. Look, well, one thing that uh, does concern me is Fury and Wilder. Mm. I mean, these are big people. These yeah. are big people. 
Yep. And they'd be wanting to have Christmas lunch. So how does it work? Do they fly down and get a customer to Australian conditions, say, the start of December, yes. with the idea that the bout is obviously four weeks away or three or four weeks away? Right. Uh, yep. Yep. You know, where are they going to train? Are they going to family? They have family and yep. the kids will want to open the presents and I all that sort of stuff. That. And yeah, I suppose Dad, where yep. are you going? I'm going out for a 20K run and I'm going to have some raw eggs, that sort of thing. Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, it just doesn't feel right to me. No. I mean, it's all very well for cricketers because they're used to it. That's what mm. they grow up. That's the culture they grow yes. up in. I'm not knocking people. I'm not saying boxers can't adapt. No, no. And it's a long way for these blokes to come for a fight, isn't it? It is. It is. It's yeah. all very well if you're, yeah. you know, Manny Pacquiao and you're in this roughly the same time sure. zone to sure. come down and have a go at a primary school uh, teacher because yeah. you think you're going to win. Yeah. But these people have fought each other before. Mm-hmm. They've got an idea of, you know, what's at stake here. They are. They have, yes. And would they travel together? Probably not. No. Well, I mean, that could be a recipe for disaster, wouldn't it? I mean, to you think you that wouldn't the, want to be the steward on that particular flight. Unless you had a ticket of referee, uh, you know, card in your hip pocket. Ah, oh, yes. You know, so as you could yep. say, well, boys, you break. Yep. You know, yep. don't like the look of that cut above your eye. That's <laughs> yeah. <what> I mean. <laughs> that's, you know, sure, right. you're going to be ready for boxing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Put it away. Come on. <laughs> Pants up. <laughs> that's right. Come on. Camped on the blind side, the tent flaps are flapping, and you need a big stink from Roy and HG. Now, this doesn't often happen, but uh, the first, um, well, piece of fat today is uh, a repeat of the fat from last week because Dave doesn't have a VHS player who he got rid of it to last week. Oh, yeah. So he's donated back to Bludging on the Blind Side his prize of the official film of the Olympic Games, Tokyo 64. Right. So this is fantastic. This is, I think, Dawn Fraser's third 100-metre uh, yeah. win. Yep. Uh, the uh, uh, Abibi Bikila, the uh, marathon man, and, of course, Peter Snell your favourite, mm-hmm. the 800 metre, the 1500 metre. So it's a terrific, it's a terrific pack. Great memories, it's aren't great they? Great memories, yeah, yes. Yeah, and this is New Zealander Snell. He could run, couldn't he? He could. VHS, VHS, and uh, look, oh. the colour is just as good as, a, you know, it's like being there, honestly. Yep. Uh, it's just terrific. And th- this is a great twin pack, so a lot mm-hmm. of... Uh, viewing here, Volume 4 of the official film of the Olympic Games for some lucky listener who can answer the following question, Yes, Roy. I do have a And it's just occurred to me, actually, I don't know if the name Snell has ever appeared in a rugby league team. I know we've no. discussed this before, not particularly with reference no, to know. the name Snell. Gladsby was one. Gladsby was one. We've Zulman. never had a Gladsby or a Zillman. No, we got a Zillman. Oh, we do have a Zillman, yes. And Gladsby used to play, I think, for the Storm. Don't quote me on that. Right. But the, I it don't think there's been a Snell. No, Snell. It'd be a great addition. It would. If anyone knows of a Snell. Who plays who rugby. Who plays, yeah. Yeah, text us mm. and uh, maybe give their playing record. Points yeah. scored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number of appearances. Yep. Now, the question, HG, is uh, what is the greatest blight on rugby league? Yes. What is the greatest blight on the game of rugby league since 1907? Australians are considered the fairest, most honest, decent people on earth. Why? Because they embrace the ethos of the Australian Football League, celebrated each week here on The Bludge. Uh, we're joined by uh, Justin from uh, Tumbarumba, I believe. How are you there, Justin? Oh, very well. Roy, how are you? Yes, very well indeed. Del, how did you? How did Tumbarumba fare with the with the bushfires, Justin? Oh, well, it gave me a bit of a touch up. Yeah. But, uh, the real problem's just starting in the colder climate now because all my firewood has been pre-tested. It's all covered in, you know, charcoal. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. 
That's a, there's something I wouldn't have expected. The the yeah. firewood the knock on effect. I know the knock on effect. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. but like all, all the natives are coming back. Yeah, looking good. The pines the pines are. Hit it pretty hard though, you know. Yes, they, they don't have like no. Fire too much. No, they don't. The natives have mm. a lot of uh, built-in mm. yes mechanisms to recover. Uh, yes, ability yep. to recover. Yeah. Now, not how would the they, I know Tumbarumba does grow a lot of uh, grapes. How did the grapes fare? Well, it was a disaster this year, from all reports. Uh huh. Yeah. I've spoken to a few vineyards around the place, and uh, they just didn't bother because I think it happened. I think about 2010 or something like that. And the winemakers, you know, just blindly bought the grapes and somebody was quoted as saying it tasted like drinking out of an ashtray. Oh, it would, yeah. So, but that, so yeah. the whole crop's just written off with smoke paint now, apparently. Yeah, That's what they yeah. say is it captures the uh, environment that they're growing in. It does. I mean, people yep. talk about still being able to taste uh, the, the war uh, <laughs> from vintages around 1917. Well, 1914 yeah. and 15. <laughs> um, With that great yeah. gunpowder finish. It does. It does. It's, it's quite uh, quite uh, nice. e- easy to e- easy to identify, apparently. Yeah. Now, uh, but on the other hand, is Tumbarumba opening up for uh, people for to tourists? Visit. Yes, it is. It's, it's opening up um, fairly Fairly surely, you know. I think there's, uh, there's just uh, my wife's got a cafe down here, and uh, they've had a few people there. There's one about 20 odd at one time, which is, I think, at a limit. Yes. But uh, people are coming from far and wide to support, you know. Yeah, that's little, good. Little and, then, and bushfire victims. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. But what what is the the Tumbarumba experience that you're selling, Justin? Uh, you know, uh, what are you encouraging people to come and do? Well, I tell you what. I'm glad you said this, right? Because at the moment there's a boiling issue down here between there's two two factions: the rail trail and the farmers. Oh, and what's got that? Just what? opened up a rail trail. Yeah, but it's it's gone through properties and and, and upset a few landowners here and there. Yeah. And I'm not taking any sides at all. You know, I'm just a, I'm just an asbestos removalist. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> Just give it's us an idea where the rail road. trail goes from, though, Justin. It, go, it, it goes from Tumbarumba to Rosewood, which is about 20-odd k's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A nice, nice, easy ride for anyone interested because, you know, it's obviously an old train track, which mm-hmm. someone told me once that can't tolerate more than one in 33, a locomotive, couldn't it? Or so uh, that'd be about easy right. Easy on the pedal. Yeah, very yeah. easy to pedal. Yeah. And does it go past uh, scenic spots or does it go past, uh, you know, obviously, say, farmland? Mm. Um, I mean, what's wrong with uh, having a couple of sheep on the rail trail? Yeah, cross-contamination, I think. I don't know. I don't know. There's all sorts of arguments both sides. But uh, the state government was kind enough to chuck a few million bucks in the pot and it wasn't going to be spent anywhere else, so they make a rail trail, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, now, does the rail trail have stops? Can you stop every now and again and maybe you have, know, a, have, have a, a Devonshire, yeah, Devonshire yeah, tea yeah, or something yeah, like that? Parking bays there. Yeah, I yeah. think there are. It, um, it, yeah. And Rosewood. Uh, sorry. Rosewood is that a bigger place than Tumbarumba? No, nah, no. I tell you, a small place. It's it's, it's sort of yeah, shrunk in size mm. over the years from uh, the old bus driver. Once they used to take 80 kids to school out at Rosewood, and now there's, oh, I don't know, 10 or something. 
Now, listen. I'm, from, I'm originally from Parramatta, so I'm not a local around here. I rang mm. you guys about uh, 10 or so years ago, yeah. speaking about uh, the great man, what's his name? Hopper Wade. Oh, yes. I would, yeah. yeah, yeah everybody's yeah, talking yeah. about uh, Hopper. Now, just come to a final question before I let Roy set the question out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, how long's the train not run? Oh, well, the tracks are still there, but um, I, I couldn't tell you. That's all right. I'd have to get a local input. It'd be oh, 50 years, I'd say. Yeah. Fifty years! Wow. Oh, okay. So, Roy, is, is there any uh, is there any football competition between Tumbarumba and any of the local towns, other towns? Tumut, yeah, yeah Tumbarumba, Tumbarumba Greens. Uh, but I think, oh, look, I, I thought they didn't field a team last year or something. So I don't know. That's a, that's a common story I'm hearing, Justin. It's a common story I'm hearing. Yeah, but I tell you yeah. what, now that we've raised it, Volandis will be down there during the week and Maybe. He'll, uh, he'll talk oh, to people and, yep. you know, try and get a team together somehow to at least take on Cumat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Roy, yeah. set out the question. Let Justin have a swing Now, out. Justin, what is the greatest blight on the game since 1907? Oh, the surrender tackle. Absolutely right, Justin. The the official Olympic uh, Games film, Tokyo 64, we'll get it in the mail to you, and this twin pack of VHSs will be yours as soon as the postal people can get it to you. Sorry, Roy. Uh, no, uh, someone is suggesting, and, and Justin might be interested in this, that there was a Ron Snell uh, played for Eastern Suburbs Roosters in 1966. Ooh. However, the... Uh, the uh, Message does go on to say that first grade games played nil, so he was a reserve grade player oh, by the looks. Oh, well. oh, yeah, well. At least he pulled on the boots. At least he pulled on the shorts. Yes. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Bludging on the Blind Side is a proud supporter of the interfaith, club neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans, and families held weekly at 6 a.m. at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. Yes, Roy, this week I was lucky enough to get a letter from the AFL. Uh, the Commission Chair, uh, Richard Goiter, and the murderer mm-hmm. signed this letter. Yes. Although when I look at it, uh, you know, there's no signatures. Oh, yes, there is. There's a sort of a forged signature there from Gillum. Yes. Uh, now, does the letter smell sulphurous or anything? It H-G? does. Yes. It, <laughs> it does. Yep. Uh, it starts, thank you, footy fans. Oh, okay. Not, Dear football lovers or anything no. like that, thank you, footy fans. Mm-hmm. That's the clear message we want to send to every member and supporter of AFL clubs around Australia as we prepare for the return of football Thursday night, Richmond v Collingwood mm-hmm. at the G, to kick off a round two of 2020 Toyota AFL Premiership season, the first game in more than two months. It's exciting to have footy back uh, for you, our most loyal fans. It goes on. It, it sort of yeah. gilds the lily. That's the thing. Yeah. He trails it on. We know how passionate football supporters are. We have seen how club members have rallied around the clubs during pandemic, support which has been so important to clubs to be able to navigate it through unprecedented times. Unprecedented times. Now, unprecedented, of course, is the word of the year. Mm. Uh, and this does raise the question of people who played paid club memberships thinking they got some. nothing for it. <laughs> exactly. Mm. And so then, it's a donation, essentially. A donation to the club. Yes. Your ongoing support of the game has been vital through a period as we work with government's chief chief health officers and medical authorities to return to the game and to make sure we did it in a way that protects our players, officials, their families and the wider community. Mm. And on and on it goes. Anyway, we get to the uh, nub of it. Mm -hmm. 
What's he asking for? Well, <laughs> more money. Thousands and thousands of uh, more of our fans are offering to, to support the game in any way they can, desperate to cheer their teams. Mm. Thank you to every one of you. Wow. That's so, personal, isn't it? Yeah. At a time our game was forced to halt, Nothing, something that had never happened to us during depressions or world wars, the Commission's clear position was that we had 18 AFL clubs and 14 AFLW clubs and we would emerge with 18 and 14 teams respectively. To repeat, we will do that. Mm, see, oh, I know. Yeah. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. We will also continue to support football at all levels. Oh, yeah, I know this old... Yeah. Chestnut. Our commission, the AFL and our game will continue to invest in our next generation, continue to provide opportunities for girls and boys to play the game and continue to provide yeah. facilities for those who want to be part of a club and welcome everyone who wants to be part of our game. He must have laughed himself sick when he was writing this. Eh? <laughs> there is a role for you. Be that as a player, a coach, <clears throat> an administrator, an umpire, a volunteer, a supporter, a member, a fan or a murderer. Yeah. Let's bounce the ball and get it started once again. Whoa. Whoa, wow. I know. How it's cynical is that? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. It? In plain sight. I know. Well, let's they say the uh, best place to hide is closest to the flame. That's it. That's where he is. No yes. wonder it smells of sulphur. <laughs> How to build a healthy community? <laughs> Form a club. <laughs> build a clubhouse. <laughs> Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Now, Roy, one thing that uh, was a bit of fallout from the McLaughlin letter was that uh, the boss, the murderer, he's confirmed that every club has put their hand up and agreed to hub in other states if border restrictions haven't opened up by the end of the first block of fixtures. Now, I've got to be honest here, I'm not quite sure when the first block will come to an end, but I think it's in three more weeks' time. Right. So, now... Yeah, these hubs he's talking about, like on the Gold Coast. Like on the Gold Coast, yeah. that's right. So there's going to be one in Western Australia and the WA Premier holding firm on not allowing teams to fly in and fly out at the moment. Yes. That's the plan is. There's going to be an AFL hub in WA, 100%. You can lock that in and take it to the bank. It's going to happen. This is Ryan Daniels telling um, SEN on behalf of the murderer. Right. The details of that, I've got some detail. It's still being worked out and there's a chance for one more game to be played on the Gold Coast in round six with the WA teams. Uh, that means we're up to round two at the moment, so four to go. In that scenario, the West Coast will play Adelaide and Fremantle. Yep. In that, yeah, and we'll play a team in from interstate and then they would come back to WA and play the Derby mm. under quarantine rules because WA 14-day quarantine That's is mandatory. Right. Yep. They would play each other in the quarantine period at Optus Stadium. Right. Ah, wow. Uh. So they have two matches. Yep. Playing against each other. Each other, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, at uh, that point, at least four or as many six, but maybe at least four Victorian fl- teams would fly into WA quarantine and be able to play each other during the quarantine, which was a big sticking point before all of this could be released. So yeah, the, okay. the teams are prepared to play. So the West Australian Premier has fallen over. It looks as though yeah, they've been okay. dragged kicking and screaming. Kicking and screaming, screaming yeah. Volanda style. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Murderer said they'll have a full clarity by early next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, don't oh, hold well, your well, breath. Don't hold your breath, exactly. No. They yeah. might be there for a couple more weeks, but we'll certainly have some uh, for the players by early next week mm-hmm. and all the other club, clubs that said they'd do their bit. 
If the borders don't open, they'll cycle through those states and do their bit and we'll work out a plan on that. With the teams allowed to play each other while quarantining, these hubs won't force the AFL to institute well, a Well, I don't think they'll be allowed to play each other while quarantining. The whole well, idea of quarantine that. is that you... Protect yourself. Protect yourself from and others. protect the I mean, community. What do medicos think about quarantine? About I mean, that's just a... Rubbish. I, they've got some tame expert who says it's okay yeah. to yeah, 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 yeah. play each other. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 th- that, that, that is nonsense. Do you think that if they're on the Gold Coast, I know I have to be mm. mindful of the news here, Yeah. Uh, if they're on the Gold Coast, mm. are they are the teams Subject in quarant- to yeah. quarantining regulations of the while Queensland government? The, yes, and while playing on the Gold Coast, because yeah. they have to play the, you know, the Suns, that'll be a great fixture. Yes. Uh, and then they've got the Brisbane... Lions, Lions yeah. they come down to the Gold Coast and play. So they'll yep. be in a bubble. Yep. So they move the whole bubble somewhere. They do. And stay in the bubble so they effectively are able to – they don't break the quarantine by moving around. Is that what they're I suggesting? Th- I think that's the suggestion, suggestion yes, yes. But it, it, it is unworkable trying to have a bubble in Western Australia. That just will not work. Yes. Ken's been in touch, HG, just yes. prior to the news. He says, Harold Slogger-Snell. Slogger? was playing as halfback for the Newcastle Rugby League in 1924 and then changed codes and went on to play three tests for the Wallabies against the All Blacks from 1925 to 1928. Never scored a point in his test career. wonder what induced him to move from Rugby League to Rugby, to rugby union. union, yeah. Would that be money? No. <laughs> no, no. no. That's an ironic comment Obviously, there. Obviously, Slogger Snell was a bit mad. <laughs> You'd have to say. So what happened to the Snell line? Yes. We're not sure. Could that have gone quiet for a while and then bobbed up at Easts mm. with the... Uh, well, the, I wonder if Slogger Snell was related to Peter Snell, that's, the, oh, the, the, the great, the great uh, Kiwi runner. Well, it's an incredible idea. And let's not forget that uh, New Zealand at that time had a very dominant rugby union team. They did. Always have had. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same as now, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm. That's interesting. Anything else on the text line there well, before we go to the uh, news? No, that's all I've got on the Snell story, but Slogger Snell, I wonder what. Oh, that's I wonder a, how he earned that subriquet. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to have a TV Slogger. program, TV program that unearthed great rugby league stories, much yes. in the manner of, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, who do you think you are? Sort yeah, of thing on sure, SBS. sure. The Slogger, the Slogger Snell I mean, story. It'd be great. Maybe he played third grade cricket or something and just went the slog. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> The 2020 Olympic Games are now the 2021 agenda. This change of date is the greatest Olympic challenge ever. If anyone can pull it off, it'll be the awesome foursome of John Coates, Lord Gosper, Bruce McAvaney and Dick Pound. The Olympics could not be in safer hands than these four bludgers on the blind side. Now, speaking of emails or text, Roy, what have you got there? Uh, <clears throat> just in terms of emails, I'd like to begin by just thanking Barney McCluska uh, for all his correspondence that he's been sending, which has been very, very interesting and we'll be able to share it with people, I'm sure, at and, some stage. Now, is he responsible for the magnificent poster? No. Now, that's just wonderful. No, that's come from uh, Tony, I think. Tony. Well, thanks Was very it, much to Tony for this incredible handmade... Rugby League, Man of Feathers, uh, yeah. Peter Volander's gold, in gold. It's just incredible. And I think it's oh, it's laminated. Yeah. It's ready to go. Yeah. It's Cover beautiful. a hole on your yeah. Yes, don't worry. We'll be no, it's Steve. Steve, Steve sorry. said that. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's excellent. Uh, very good. 
now, in terms of the text HG, Robert Snell played for West Adelaide in the SANFL in the 1920s. He was also the last player to be personally awarded the McGarry Medal from William McGarry. Oh, the person who it's named after? Yeah. Wow, that's something. That is something, isn't it? Snell. Dwayne Snell plays rugby league in New Zealand. Oh, yeah, that's no surprise, though. Current yeah, New people. Zealand, is it? Yeah, it's a New Zealand name, <laughs> Snell. <laughs> that's what you'd expect. Yes. They've just... probably got hundreds of them. Well, they would. They just got the spelling wrong. Now, um, in terms of uh, emails, she this has come from Leonard. He said, uh, I missed your explanation of where you put the slouch hat after the players run on. He's talking about the rural and uh, regional Anzacs. Anzacs, rugby union rugby side. Rugby union side. That's going to be part of If the... we ever hear back from Rugby Australia, which we haven't. Mm. We, we had the meeting at... Uh, at Concord Oval two weeks ago, you might recall, 3,000 people turned up, everyone happy to play. And they named five teams. They named, obviously, Brumbies, yep. Reds, Waratahs, uh, Rebels yeah. and Western Force. That's it. Five, count them. Yep. And, of course, the sixth prong of that <clears throat> competition is the Rulangics. That's it. Now, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Explanation, where you put the slouch hat after the players run on and before it is lowered as a signal for the crowd to cheer. Yeah. If you had a ceremonial 303 with bayonet attached, stuck into the ground, you could rest the, rest the slouch hat on the rifle butt. You could even have an ex-player or some dignitary remove the hat and fire a shot in the air to G the crowd up. Now, hang on a minute. That's not a bad idea, It's a it? lovely idea, but aren't we imagining the 15 run on yeah. with all wearing slouchies? Yes. Yeah, so we need, what, 15 rifles? Well, the way we had it, well, in terms of Leonard's suggestion, yes, 15 303s. Mm-hmm. That's well, not to suggest you couldn't have the 15. All on all one three. Blow, blow off. Well, that'd be fantastic. Would kids from sc- local school involved? And pr- the crowd would obviously shout out, you know, there'd be bang, one, bang, two, bang. That'd be a countdown yeah, two. to tweet, kick off. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, talk about the spectacle yeah. of bringing something a bit different back to rugby That's rather right. than having some clown like Johnny Williamson waddle out and oh, sing Hey, hey True, True Blue. Blue. Well, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Uh, now, uh, this has come from Paul. He says, um, wondering, given your extensive contacts with the Rugby League, if you could verify a rumour circulating Brisbane regarding the recent performance of the Brisbane Broncos, you know, they were beaten 50-odd blot. He's wondering um, the next time the team shows a lack of pride in the club jumper and a flog to blot, they'll be required to lead Buck, the horse that used to canter around Lang Park when the Broncos used to score tries. Remember they used to have that horse? Yeah, they did. A Bronco? That was weird, wasn't Buck. it? Buck. Yeah. No, that was weird. I know. Seriously weird. I mean, wild animals. Well, the Knights had a horse as well. Oh, no. Remember the, the night going round? Yeah. I mean, what's that about? It's like Bluey the dog. I know. I know, Bluey, Bluey the dog. Bluey the dog. That was uh, Gus Gould's wheeze, yeah. wasn't it? Now, these... Are State these, of origin. Are these, you know, pets, let's call them pets, yeah. looked after in their retirement from their ah, on-field well, duties? Well, that's a very good question. Now, he's suggesting, this is Paul, is that if they're flogged a blot, they'll be required to lead Buck... Uh, into the middle of the ground and shoot it. Wow. Hang on, we're going to get through a fair few while, horses. Well, while any viewing audience live on television watches on. 
to add to the cruelty, I suppose. This is a brutal letter. <laughs> it is very brutal. I, I've mean, never known anything like it. No, this is the... Have you heard of anything along these lines, circulating rugby league? No, I haven't, Paul. I did raise the point with a friend of mine that this approach would only work once. Oh, I'll lay on but, a but my friend informed me that I was naive and that Buck was like the dog Lassie in the films and the TV series and that Complete. many animals play the same role over time yeah. and they could always find another Buck for this purpose. Well, remember Inspector Rex? Yes. About How 30. many dogs? About 50 dogs yeah, involved. I but can I point out, at the moment we've got a crisis yeah. of oversupply of Brumbies in the high country. Can you see where I'm going? I do. How about a Brumby from the high country ending his days involved in some bit of theatre like this? Yes. I mean, sure, it takes you a while to get ahead around it. It does. But it would motivate the players. It does. But there'd be a lot of effort, though, getting a Brumby I from just, the high country I know, I understand. and transporting it all yeah, the way up to Rain Park for the yeah. blow-off. <laughs> I mean, that's just... Too much. Too much. Carbon footprint. Much better to have the Broncos go down to the high country pick up the 303s from the rural and regionals on their way through <laughs> and do a bit of handiwork yeah. clearing up the high country. Yeah, true. Getting the ferals out of there. Yeah, true. Anyway. What a cruel letter, though. Yes. And can I point out that's about the cruelest thing we've ever suggested in all our years of doing this and show? And mercifully, we didn't suggest it. It was Paul. <laughs> Nothing to do with us. You know I mean? Don't can shoot do. the messenger. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all, all we can do is report the facts as we see as them. As we see them. And bring them faithfully yeah. to the Australian public. Sure. That's what the ABC's all about. But it would be a sober thing, wouldn't it, well, You don't have to see it once. You, you would. I suppose Channel 7, Bruce would cover it. <laughs> and can I point out, this week was a very bad week, I think, for horses on the track, or was it last week? I forget. Mm. We lost quite a lot of horses right. uh, involved in uh, the sport of kings. Yes. So-called. You don't think they were in sympathy going out yeah, in sympathy they were. with the Broncos? they were. That's my mail. I suppose nine would cover it, wouldn't it? It'd be, you know, hello, everyone. Fanny Borden here brought him back in for a special <laughs> Would it leave the news? <laughs> Would it lead the news? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, moving on from rugby league and horse racing, now it's time to add more feathers to his cap. This is uh, this Peter is Peter Volanders. Uh, yeah, Ivan talking about Peter Volanders. And now there are three emails HG suggesting Peter Volanders should take over the Australian car industry. Right. Car industry. Yes, manufacturing and. Get a new Australian car based on our discussion last week. The Winx 4-litre. The Winx 4-litre, yeah. They're suggesting a Volandis 5-litre as well. A Volandis 5-litre? Yeah. Are they expecting the petrol price to remain low? I think they are. I think they are. So there are three clear suggestions here. Keith, uh, Richard in Canberra. Etc. Who are calling for Peter Volandis to reboot, kickstart, turn over Australian manufacturing to ensure that we can have an Australian car by the end of the year, and he thinks it's possible. Now, can I come to the snapback uh, that uh, Mr. Morrison talks about? Shruti Morrison talks about. Yeah. He's got a person in charge of the snapback, getting seven, you know, an enormous amount of money. Yeah. Uh, and he's also got somebody in charge of rebooting manufacturing as well. On, on oh, the okay. And it's not Peter Volandis? Not yet it's not Peter no. Volandis, but okay. I've just got the vague Do we know who this is? not Jim Molan, is it? No, <laughs> not Jim Molan. No. Sad to see Jim Molan hobbling about. I hope he's all right. Oh. 
you know, he's, you know, he's down okay. in Eden Monaro, yeah, right. uh, helping out down okay. there, and he seemed to be on some sort of walking stick. Oh, okay. Oh well, we wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah. Yeah. So what we've got here is the idea that the main thing we're interested in is what I want to call, for better mm. or worse, a muscle car. Or are we going to have a gradation? So you might have a black caviar, which is a lovely uh, four-seater. You know, uh, not so grunty. Oh, more like a limousine. Limousine, thanks. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, so yeah, you it's might very have comfortable. Very comfortable. The black you can caviar. spread out. In spread the out. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. More room. You know, sure. like him. You know, you might get somebody like Barry Humphreys to advertise that. And then, of course, uh, yeah. you know, just a larger figure. Yeah. Anyway, and then when it comes to, so you might start off with the black caviar. Yeah. You've got your Winks. Which is more a muscle car, isn't it? It's speed. Speed, incredible speed. Incredible speed. And you've like got Violandis. Nought to 100 in point one of a second. Yeah, well, remember, uh, Goulburn, Sydney Goulburn. 20 minutes. Mm, now. Yeah. Then you've got your Volandis, which is your top of your super range. Car? Supercar, that's right. So, so this you did compete with your Maserati, with your, your Bugattis, real top and end. your Lamborghinis, your yep. Lambos, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'd be right up there with that. But with class, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing that held the Monaro back, as you pointed out yeah. to me early on, was it was designed to go backwards, go backwards rather, yeah. rather than forward. No, no that's good. right. Class, no, this you know, look good low button. to the ground, leather seats, leather seats, fabulous grill. Uh, you know, yep. a real note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, a note. I'm Four with you. exhausts. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. You know, some of these screams, get me and burn <laughs> up the road. What's your name again? Yes. Yeah, what are you driving All these days? All right, what you're getting at is that a car that inspires confidence. Thanks very much. And A car that says we're here to win. Correct. The we sort have of car a future. That'll get bugger China. We don't need China. Well, do they make? We've got the Valandis. This is the Church of Football Redemption, bludging on the blind side with the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut. It's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. Now, last week, I think we broke a story concerning Leichhardt Oval. And uh, remember the uh, person who won the prize lived in the area yeah. and uh, one of the prizes, should oh, in I say. Annandale. In Annandale. Yeah. And was worried that the development, which I think was going to raise the... Uh, I think the, it was Joy, Joy in Annandale. Yeah, yeah. fair yeah. enough. Uh, yeah. Raised the number of people who could go to uh, about 20,000. Right. And reinvent the whole, you know, reboot and yeah. Leichhardt Oval 2.0, yep. to use the current vernacular. Mm. Uh, but she thought the Greens might have some word against That's it. That's right. Be that as it may, what disturbs me now, and I didn't realise how the fingers of Volandis, how many pies they're in, but Concord Oval, which as we know is where we meet with for the rural Anzacs, uh, Concord Oval in inner Sydney is undergoing uh, the first major overhaul in more than three decades as a grandstands are, grandstands are being demolished to allow construction to start on a $75 million uh, sporting and community precinct. Now... Right. The state government in New South Wales has a lot of money, doesn't it? Hell of a lot of money. Um, it just... I mean, Hell of got, a lot of money. It's got all these Volandis projects like Lotto Land, yeah. Leichhardt Oval and now Concord Oval. Now, yeah. the multi-use multi indoor recreation centre featuring courts and rooms for community use will be built over the next 18 months along with head office and elite training facility for, wait for it, West Tigers. West Tigers? Now, hang on a minute. I thought it was for rugby union. Yeah, now, well, that's several things going on here. The spiritual home of West Tigers, surely, if it's not out of Campbelltown, it's is Leichhardt Oval. Oval. 
Of course it is. And who cares about a centre of excellence when you can have the memories of Golden Boots, Keith E. Barnes, yes. Paul Sirenin, Kerry Emsley, yeah, you right. know, Kevin Hardwick, the hardest man ever to play the game, yeah. you know, yeah. Blocker Roach. Yeah, I, I mean, all those memories there because they yeah. would inspire any young kid coming through once they looked at the video That's right. uh, of these great players going round. That's right. The Rugby League Club's ex- uh, existing training and administrative facilities at the Oval are deemed to be below the standard expect for an NRL club. What? Below the standard expected for an NRL club. Right. Okay. I mean, where is the benchmark here? Penrith? Mm. Um, Apart from the main playing uh, field, the redevelopment will also include a boutique grandstand for spectators and outdoor... A boutique grandstand. Yeah. That's not rugby league. I know. Rugby league crowds don't want a boutique grandstand. They don't. (laughs) They want a bloody good game to watch. Exactly. Here they've got barbecue facilities, landscaped areas. Landscaped? For a rugby league crowd? 300 parking They'd vomit on it. I know, 300 spaces. <laughs> it, it says it bears some similarities to Redfern Oval. When was the last time a rugby league game was played at Redfern Oval for competition points? Yeah, good question. A long time ago, long I can't time remember. We might have been there. Well, we were there... Were we there? Has it, no, we were there because um, as part of the fundraising yeah. that was involved with getting Get the Rabbits, club back together. Yeah, or yeah. get back it into competition. Yeah, that's right. We were that's there for right. that. That's right. Now, the grandstands have already been stripped of their seats ahead of the main demolition work starting in a couple of uh, weeks. Yeah. The Oval was redeveloped in the 1980s as a match venue for the 87 World Cup. And it's two grandstands, a familiar sight, obviously. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. the state government in is uh, funneling forty-two million into the redevelopment, while the Canterbury Bay Council is chipping in seven, uh, fifteen million with West Tigers. Wait for this, eighteen point five million. I mean, God Almighty, where, where are they getting this money from? Exactly, who's lending them that? Yeah, and how many cars are going to be able to park there? Well. <clears throat> How big's the car park now, well, Concord what, Oval? Well, I'm not sure what the current car park, but at the moment, can it's got people go and park there any time? They can. Okay. Now wait for it. The train, a train station yeah. named Burwood North. Burwood North. Now you think this would be an opportunity yeah. to name it after a rugby league? Exactly. If it's going to be for rugby league, it's going to be league, for rugby league. It might as well have a rugby league name. Yes. Now I'm not opposed to the name Volandis. No, going I'm on not the train, either. train station. No. So where where do you get off? Oh, you get off of Volandis. Yeah, or the big what, V. The big V. What's that after? That's after Burwood. Yeah. Go to Burwood and that, your next stop's Volandis. You get off there. Mm-hmm. So a train station named Volandis on the planned 20 billion plus Metro uh, West, Sydney Metro West rail line between Central and Parramatta will also be less than 200 metres from the Oval. Okay, I'm rail liking line. this. So rail. there's going to be a dedicated rail line, what, from Central... To Parramatta, to past Volandis. Going past Volandis. Yes. And the new Rugby League Centre of Excellence or the, for, the West or, for the West Tigers. Now, how much the people of Campbelltown feel? Well, uh, well left behind. Left behind. And Ignored. soon. And soon. There'll be no Wests in West Tigers. No. No, no, no. And what's going to happen to Leichhardt Oval? All well, the history, a, all I, the history. I know, that's what disappoints me. People, Joy, loved going to Leichhardt Oval. And what about Lidcombe Oval that was the home of the Magpies? You know, yeah. Dallas Donnelly, all of that, all of that history. Mm. Where does that go? Mm. Lidcombe Oval, I've forgotten about that. Or Henson Park. Henson Park. Home of the Roosters. Home, yeah. I mean, this is just madness. I mean, how are we ever going to get kids interested if we yeah. just tear up history at this rate? Well, that's why we burn history. You know, mm. it, it's like tearing statues down, isn't it? 
I hadn't thought of that, but you're absolutely right. So is this just destroying ovals? Destroying ovals for, for just absolutely pure no. vindictiveness. This is Rugby League. It's Tina, Sticky, Gus, Rabs and a bludge on the blind side with the probing pivots, Roy Slaven and HG Nielsen. Yes, Roy, you broke this story uh, earlier today. It concerns the, um, well, the fact that Australia might not have any equestrian events in exactly. 2021. Exactly. Now, this story broke earlier and it did appear, though, there was serious trouble and I immediately thought, as you did, of Kaibar TikTok. Mm. Uh, but Lee Clifford, the former Qantas chairman who heads Equestrian Australia's high-performance panel, mm. has moved to reassure athletes that their Olympic preparations will not be jeopardised by the turmoil that has engulfed the sport's governing body ahead of Tokyo. Gee. Now. It's a bad I think, timing, isn't it? I think if they, the games were on this year, i.e. in about a month's time, with the, with the plan was, mm. that we'd be in serious trouble. But it does appear there may be a stay of execution. I use that term advisedly when it comes to horses. Now, uh, Equestrian Australia has ended voluntary administration six weeks out from when the games in Japan were supposed to start, mm. a situation described as an unprecedented disaster among Olympic sports by the Australian Olympic Committee President John Coates. An unprecedented disaster. And we live in unprecedented times. And we for do. Coates to come out and say that, you know he wouldn't use those no, words. No, it was likely. No, he wouldn't. Unprecedented disaster. Yes. Because I think they thought, hip pocket, open it up, shove a few in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you just come back to people like Andrew Hoy and the Hoy family have won gold after gold after gold. Well, I th- I, look, I, I think a question Australia HG has produced nine gold medals for Australia. Nine gold medals. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The, the shock so that, what's got – are there any, well, any accusations? Is anyone pointing? Fingers. Yeah. The shock development was triggered by Sport Australia turning off the funding tap to uh, EA, that's uh, Equine Australia, yeah. unable to continue to justify pouring cash into an organisation which has been racked by dysfunction claims of self-interest and shoddy governance. Oh, dear. Well, there it is, isn't it? Shoddy governance. Oh, dear. Australia's most decorated... There's no suggestion anyone's been lining their own pockets, though. I don't think so. so. What, what, they've just been buying dud horses or... (laughs) Well... Getting the wrong feed or... Yeah, no salt lick, all that sort of stuff, or breaking the float down, etc. all those things, (laughs) usual problems. (laughs) Australia's most decorated Olympian in equestrian sports, the three-time gold medalist Andrew Hoy, has since weighed in labelling the decision out of Canberra as, quote, very tough but brave and probably necessary. That's hoy talking. That's hoy talking. Mm. Okay. Well, what sort of uh, organisation is going to replace well, Equestrian Australia? Uh, Clifford, mm. uh, Chief Executive, also briefly uh, an EA board member himself three years ago, said he had been in contact with the Tokyo-bound riders, Tokyo-bound riders to reassure them the management would, of their program would not be affected. He Good. said the panel was ready to work with the AOC on the issue nominating the athletes for Olympics mm. when Coates has pointed out that must be done by a sporting body. Given EA is now in administration, that potentially problematic. Yes, Yes. So they can't nominate each other. The no. sport has to do it. Yeah. Has look been looking after the horses getting too expensive? Is, is that it? I think there's a lot of that. But to, let me yeah. come to it. what you're worried about. Yeah, we've got so many horses, as you say, in the high country. I know. Some of them would make excellent. They would make excellent equestrian uh, horses. And then you've got the the one that's trained is the Broncos' old horse. Yeah. And you've got the Knights' old horse. Oh, don't, Buck. Yeah, Buck. Don't tell me that they couldn't 
be, yeah. you know, saddled up and sure. do the clippity-clop work. And, yeah. You know, I'm not sure what we're talking about here, a three-day eventer, yeah. you know, or jumping all those weird yes. hurdles. Yeah. You know, oh, and there's the weird, you know. Clippity-clop clippity work. work. Yeah, 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 yeah some yeah. sort of drugs involved in that, I'm oh, sure. I'm sure there must Imagine be. Imagine training a horse to do that. Well, imagine nuts. trying to judge it. <laughs> the, the problem is the governance has not been effective at the national level, complicated by the way it interacts with the states. Oh, no. Hmm. In my opinion, there are too many overheads. That's your point. Yeah. When you add up all the overheads of the states and the national body, effectively run a question sport given the amount of money that's available to it. It can be streamlined hmm. and it can uh, still re- represent uh, different disciplines. Oh, I bet you the three-day eventers don't get along with the clippity-clop people. I bet they don't. Uh, but uh, has got a federated model. The sport, which involves so many athletes and is widely and successfully participated in Australia, can do a lot better. Strangled by infighting. Oh, infighting. I hate that. EA's turnover on the board has been staggering, marked by the resignations of three chairs and eight directors over the past 16 months. Holy dooly. Right. Anyway, I don't want to go into it, but uh, Hoy finally said, for an organisation... Uh, of the whole of equestrian Australia, this is hopeful, hopefully provide an opportunity to take expert advice. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, that's, that's the last straw when you get the experts in. That's when you know it's all over. But um, I always thought, assumed, HG, that equestrian was sort of more for your well-heeled Well, that's what I mean, yeah. I think you need a fair bit to run a horse. I think you do. Uh, I think stabling a horse. It's not cheap. I know. Tone it round in the Tusa. Very hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the brushwork, you know, with the... Yeah, and getting the pattern right. Yeah. Saddles, not cheap. No, they I mean, cost a fortune. I know. And, and, and it's got to be one that fits you nicely if you're going to do the clip-clop work. Oh, that's true. The outfit. Yeah, the outfit, the jodhpurs. Yeah, the jodhpurs, the tight jacket. Yes. And the hat and the hair done. Of course. And it's always got to look immaculate. I know. Hasn't it? You're judged on appearance. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a baffling question. I just hope we can get to the bottom of it and I just hope that at least some representative of Australia, I think we've been, I think I'm right in saying that somehow a question has represented Australia at every Olympics. At every Olympics. I think you're right. I could be wrong about that. Nine gold medals. I know, it's a hell of a record. It is a hell of a record. I mean, is he is he the the sorry maybe we just go just, to Russia? I don't know. It's just occurred to me the uh, the uh, the the V shaped man that the prime minister had appointed is that yeah. Neville Power? It is big Nev Power. Big Nev Power. Oh yeah, yes. he very can do. Yes. I, I mean, if Valandis for some reason was taken sick, Nev Power could move into. He rugby could move league. right into rugby league. Yeah, very. Well, can why do. can't we get someone like Neville Power or Peter Valandis to look after equestrian? Well, of course they could. They do it on Monday morning between ten and twelve. Your bludgeon on the blind side with the champs of the cutout pass, Roy Slaven and H.G. Nelson. Now, you mentioned the Broncos before and their problems they're having. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of tension between past and present Broncos. Uh, this is only. This is only. I've only discovered this recently. Uh, well, can you imagine how any of the surviving? St George players from that 11 wins on the trot. On the trot. Or, How they must feel about the current crop. I know. Or even when they the team that won the flag not so long ago, relatively speaking, it might have been 10 years ago that yes. they won a flag. Yeah. Now, uh, there's, uh, well, the club's fabric mm-hmm. is now in trouble. Fabric. It's a new term. Uh, I think culture is a term that we're familiar with now with uh, in terms culture, of... Culture, I understand. Fabric, I'm a little confused by. Yes. 
the, uh, there's been a big problem with Anthony Seabold since he arrived in the Queensland capital, uh, capital mm. obviously Brisbane. He's under immense pressure, mm. three-somethings. Now, the roster is a mess and players aren't putting in, but uh, issues at Red Hill began long ago. The proud club hasn't won a premiership since 2006. Broncos legend Gordon Tallis last Sunday revealed he refuses to return to the place to help with the current crop of players. He's not going to help them out. Right. Now, That's this a bit is, selfish on this uh, story. Gordon's behalf, isn't it? Well, let me let. Don't me, they need uh, people like Gordon? They probably do. You know, the Paul Kent got this for one of the, uh, I think, the Murdoch press. Yeah. Tallis was furious when the current Brisbane player Matt Lodge suggested the legend should offer to help turn the team around. Kent says the animosity began years ago when a former coach Wayne Bennett began to fall out with former players, including Tallis. You may yes, remember this. Yes, I do remember that. The issue is, you go to the heart of the Broncos. They've always they always used to have a barbecue. And this is how simple it gets. This is rugby. Oh, league you're talking women. fabric. Fabric. Mm. Exactly. Now I get Not you. the culture. The fabric. No, no, no. They, fabric. The culture is what you've got now yes. in the playing group. The fabric is fabric the thing, the is larger the, area. It's the, the texture. The texture, the, the, the surrounds, the flavour of the club. The flavour of the club. <laughs> It was one of those clubs that once you've worn the jersey, you was always welcome. So yeah. it was Saturday morning barbecue every week. They would just finish their recovery. Gordon would turn up because that's what – that's that, just yeah. Gordon. The club always looked to after its old boys. And then uh, in the last Bennett years, Griffin was before him. I don't think it happened then. I think it happened with Bennett yeah. having a falling out with a couple of old players. They stopped turning up. So before they're no, uh, no longer welcome, Gordy yeah. and Bennett had a big blue after he finished playing. So that was a began the breakdown. The breakdown of the fabric is what the Broncos, well, it's the most difficult. It's disappearing. Oh, isn't that a shame? Now, Darren Lockyer is a board member. Corey Parker is assistant coach. And Justin Hodges also works at the club, yeah. although not the NRL team. Mm. But uh, but the club legends like Tallis and Kevy Walters, mm. the Quince, have somewhat soured relationships with uh, Reddy Hill, Red Hill, where the club is at these days. Right. Uh, Kent says the former Rabbitohs mentor, Seabold, did nothing to mend the fabric when he arrived in town last year to replace right. Bennett. So no barbecue. Seabold has gotten mm. to town. He started off on the wrong foot immediately. He mm. got up there and he knew there was all the drama with Bennett and Souths and the coach yeah. swap and all that sort That's of thing. Right. He knew Bennett had been pulling the strings while Seabold himself was like a puppeteer. So he arrived in Brisbane where he already had the shits with everybody <laughs> because he'd been watching from afar what was going on. He should have walked in and said, guys, come around to my place. We'll put on, put a, barbecue. on a barbecue. Exactly. We'll start from zero. We'll get the fabric back together. Yeah, that's what he I mean, should have done. He's got the band back together, fabric. Yeah. But he walked in there and he tried to square up a few things. He's done that with Did the media. Did he big note himself? He, yeah. Did he big got, note himself? He, with the media, he's done it with the ex-players straight away. They said, well, mm. mate, you're on Threw your his own. weight around, big note himself. This See, week. the heyday really for the Broncos, actually, you may not recall this, but do you remember when you could get Brisbane Bronco cheese rings you batteries. Could, you could get a battery, a Brisbane Bronco battery. Pizza. You could get b- pizza. Yeah. That was the hater. And players used to drive around like Big Gene Miles. He'd have a boot full of batteries. Mm. Yeah, and if you saw him, he'd say, hey, hey Gino, my battery's Bugging. gone down on the car, mate. You got yeah. anything there? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Open up the boot. That was your fabric. I know, fabric. Well, remember, of course, Dishhead Dowling was a, bit, a central part of that. Yes. You had the prune, the quince and the kumquat. Yes. You had uh, Trevor, the axe, Gilmeister. Chock a block full of the angry pills. That's right. And people used to wonder how Benny got the angry pills into him. That's right. That was fabric. That was fabric. You didn't have to have a horse running up and down on the no, sideline. No, hey, that, that was nonsense. That exactly. was fairy floss. That was exactly. nonsense. It was the barbecue. I know. And cooking up these ideas, cooking up ideas yeah. around the barbecue. Yeah. When the players said, look, I wouldn't mind a Brisbane Bronco cheese ring. 
What do you reckon? They'd say. Next thing right. you know, you can buy a bloody carton pool. Now, can I ask, did that fall foul of HQ? Might have been uh, in Quail's day. Yeah. Because the. What Quail wanted to uh, put a, fi- a finger in the pie. He did. I think he wanted a percentage of all of this for the game. Yes. For the good of the game. But yes. they said, oh, no, bugger it. No, bugger Bailey, it. if yeah. you don't want, if, if, if we can't have it, you won't have it. That's right. So they knocked it on the head. Yeah, and that became part of the fabric. Exactly. Us and them. Yeah, I know. Perfect. Now, suddenly with Seabold, they become them. <laughs> now. A second bit of fat for the afternoon, uh, the Olympic series. Dream Teams, this one, Volume 1. The Dream Teams, the 1992 American Dream Team. Yeah. Now, this is, again, exempt from classification. So now, that's listen, fantastic. Have we got that poster of Volanders with the man with the golden feathers? Did we have. Know? Now, who did this for us again? Was it Tony? Steve. Steve. You suggested it was Tony. Maybe you should change his name to Steve. Steve, it is Now, Steve. let's chuck that in. This is a wonderful poster. Yeah. It's a poster that says, Rugby legs, man of feathers, Roy and HG bludging on the blind side. That's incredible. That's a great giveaway there. Yeah. The man of feathers. It's a beautiful representation of it. Yeah. Anyway, so you got your dream team yeah. and, of course, the dream team boss, the man of feathers, poster to give away uh, for some lucky listener who can answer the following question. Roy. Yeah, the question, the question is, HG, Harold Snell played rugby league in Newcastle in the 1920s. What was his nickname? Yes, and you all know the number by now, so I'm not giving it to you. Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And we've got a prize in the air, this magnificent prize of a VHS copy of the Dream Teams, the Olympic Series, of course. This is uh, Volume 1, the Dream Team, the 1992 American Dream Team. And the picture uh, created... Well, it's a it's a beautiful imagining of what Peter Volandis would be like yeah. with the feathers. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if that's some sort of artwork for the car could be based on that image. Well, the car, I don't know if you're allowed legally to have mascots anymore, HG, but let's say you can. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why a beautiful golden plume feather... Couldn't be on the bonnet. Couldn't be on the bonnet. Oh, incredible. Where the, uh, like in the olden days, yeah. where the... where the mascot used to be. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. Now, who are we talking to? Uh, we're joined by Rhonda, I think, who's joining us from Cairns. How are you there, Rhonda? I'm very well, thanks, Roy. How now, are you? Yeah, good. Now, Rhonda, what's going wrong with the Cowboys? I'm not a Cowboys follower. Oh. No, but that's a different so question. I don't really care. You don't care. I don't care. I'm a South Sydney supporter. Oh, Oh. you're a long way from home. Yeah. I know, I know. So how long have you been in Cairns? 28 years. Okay. And does the South's uh, attachment predate the arrival in Cairns? Absolutely. I was born underneath the um, northern goalposts on Redfern Oval. Oh, Oh, well, no wonder you're a rabbits person. That's wonderful. What a story that is. That's fantastic. I know. And wouldn't you love to see rugby league back at Redfern Oval? Wouldn't I ever. I'd go, I'd move back to Sydney just for that. Just for that. (laughs) That's a big call. That is a big call. the great thing about it at the moment is, of course, they've done a bit of redevelopment in that park there. It's just a fabulous yeah. area where, yeah. where you think, well, this is crying out for a bit of rugby league. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, Rhonda, do, you, do you get a chance to uh, to do much uh, fishing, Rhonda? Are you, there's a fair bit of fishing happening in your, in your area. I haven't of late. Mm. Um, no. no. In fact, I caught my only barramundi yeah. in the off-season, so I had to throw that throw the thing back. Ah, oh, wrong time of the year. Yes, yes. it was. Oh, bugger. Now, can I ask, uh, with the lockdown easing up, 
are people inside Queensland encouraged to visit other parts of Queensland and is that happening in your area? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I think a lot of people are too um, are still a bit tentative. Yes, yes about yes. getting out. For example, yes. you know, on the the promenade there in town, where they've got the the public pool there that you can just hop in and the out lagoon, of whenever you yeah. like. Yeah, uh, is that full? Are people still using that? I haven't been down there for a while, but it was closed for a time. Ah, oh, oh, would be. Okay. Would be. And the you get a lot of backpackers there, generally speaking. Are there many there at the moment? No. No. no, that's no good. Because a lot of a lot of backpacker hostels have had to close down. Yeah, uh, yes. So, yes. so the CBD'd be pretty quiet, Rhonda. It is. It is. Sometimes you can go. I mean, I often go in there to go to the market. Yeah, the or markets whatever, there. Yeah. Fully masked on and gloved, I might add. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you can go in there and fire a cannon down the street and not hit anyone. Now there, it's, it's Rusty's markets, isn't it? It is. Yes. Now, how are the markets surviving? It's it's a, a very quiet. Oh, so um, yeah, a lot of local producers are feeling like a lot of local businesses are feeling the hurt at the moment. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. Oh, wow. Well, um, so sober. Rhonda, let Roy mm. set out the question and have a swing at it. Now, Rhonda, Thanks, Harold please. Snell played rugby league in Newcastle in the nineteen twenties. What was his nickname? Slogger, I believe. It That's was absolutely right. The Olympic, uh, this VHS copy of the Olympic series, the Dream Teams, is a volume one, and the fabulous poster created by Steve, Stephen Imagined of rugby leagues, man of feathers. We'll get them in the mail to you, and they'll get there as soon as the post can help you out sliding them. Thank in goodness your I put the VHS player on mothballs. Perfect. You'll be right. You'll be having fun for months to come with this <laughs> lot. Australian women swimmers have won more gold medals than Aussie blokes. Imagine our medal tally without Dawn, Libby T, Lethal Liesel, Lorraine Crap, and Madam Butterfly. They held their heads high and saluted down the deep end. Forgotten by some, but still on the top step of the podium on bludging on the blind side. Uh, Roy, good news from Rugby League headquarters. Uh, the NRL is set to announce a funding package to rescue the women's competition. Good. The ARL commissioner, the man of feathers, yeah. uh, is confident all four NRLW clubs will be included in this year's premiership. Right. The NRL confirmed last night the season will start in September and end with the grand final played on that one day in October before the men's kickoff. Oh, that's good. So that's excellent. Yep. So a yep. double header there. I think it might be at uh, Mooney Valley along with the Cox and the yes. AFL grand final. So right. that's great. This is starting to build out to a – I think we just dubbed it the Festival of Life. Yeah. And I think that's taking on a real shape now with the uh, addition well, the of... Well, the fly in the ointment is actually nobody knows where the uh, Endeavour is. Oh, right. Now, the Endeavour... Because we're going to have the Endeavour come, come down in the with the Veronicas, remember? Yeah, I know. Playing Banks and Cook. That'd be I great. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, what happens has happened to the Endeavour? Yeah. And remember, well, of What course, happened to the Cook Centre? You I know, were talking the cook about centre, that earlier. The, I know. The, the, the Cook Centre. 
Kernel. Uh, yeah. And I mean, the whole thing. It was I, $200 million. What a nothing. It was going to cost nothing. They were going to have a cafe, cafe. and a uh, merchandise shop yeah. with tea towels and a boat ramp and a bait shop and all that sort of That's stuff. That's right. And I think they. Big statues. Well, I'm not sure about that, but oh. they, they might have done something arty there. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, the sh- some sort of swirl. Yeah, a swirl. I like that. You know, but this was the PM's pet project. It was. It was. That's what he got elected on, promising yeah. the Cook Centre. And car park for 20,000 cars. That's right. Now, anyway, the um, going back to the big night, uh, former NRL star Ruan Sims said it showed faith in the future of the game, the women's game. Really uh, would have been disappointing if it didn't go ahead for all the other people who put in all the hard work to get the game where it is today. As the pandemon- pandemonium of the pandemic grew, so did concerns of the women's game as stri- clubs struggled uh, with their own finances. A, Williams, a women's licence cost clubs about 500000 to run. Wow. Okay. Uh, and provides, well, that's money well spent. It is. Provides little revenue. Given but, how much the rest of it costs. Well, indeed. Indeed, you get a lot for your 500000 <laughs> You do. Compared with, you know, anything else. Yeah. Now, Warrior CEO Cameron George, who said last week his club would not go ahead if the funding did not come from the uh, NRL uh, slash or the government, called the news fantastic. Now, if George Cameron saying, Cameron George rather, is saying it's fantastic, mm then that is a really good – because he doesn't go out on all – No, he doesn't. Very, very sober person. Yeah. Now, this is a bit of a worry, and I'm not sure where this goes, but mm-hmm. in a break with tradition, this is just the headline, the ICC agrees to put sponsors on test shirts. Now – Oh, no. In the past, as you may recall, oh, the, no. there used to be three lines on the front of the yeah, ICC, the, the English, English yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know – the first, it was names and numbers on the back of the test shirts. Which I hate. Yeah. Everyone hates it. Yeah. Well, and now it's going to be... Now allowing sponsors' logos across the front of them threatens to have the game's traditionalists up in arms. Yeah, well, look at us. I know. Look at us. We're screaming at them. Screaming. We'll be grabbing our 303s and heading towards the high country. <laughs> this way. <laughs> looking for a brumby. <laughs> now, uh, now... Buried deep within the International Cricket Council, released yesterday, deep within, they're mm-hmm. hiding it, right. announcing interim playing regulations or relaxation of the rules around signage on test shirts, right. giving sponsors far more visibility than historically been available in the oldest format, meaning the five test series, etc. Yeah. Now, yeah. Who are our sponsors for the cricket? Who are they? Well, in the past... It used to be VB or something, VB, and then... Um, so there'd be a big Commonwealth VB B- on the front of the... Well, Commonwealth Bank was there for a long Commonwealth time. Commonwealth Bank, yes. Time. And then there's test sponsors, so the other side get a go. Uh, Orange might have been Orange. a sponsor at one stage. That could easily be... Yeah. The I think they did have a little logo. The future's bright, the future's orange. That's it. Yeah, but their little logos is different. Little this is logo, plastic. yeah. Now, look, what happens? The governing body has confirmed COVID-era rule updates, including allowance of replacement players, showing symptoms of the virus, five uh, run penalty for repeated use of saliva on the ball. Oh, yeah. And non-neutral umpires and additional unsuccessful DRS, et cetera, et cetera. The Mm. most glaring change is the visual sense, is the addition of on the front of the shirt. Right. Now, such logos previously were out of bounds. Yep. The approval of 36 square-inch logos, so is that four by eight? Oh, oh, yeah. Four by eight, that's 32 square inches, old school. Across the front of the shirt, sweaters, 12 months. It's given from Dubai after a quest for one of the the sports less powerful nations in a bid to drive more commercial revenue. 
during the crisis times, the unprecedented times we're living through. Mm. Lucian's rules apply in the first test. uh, Now, I think it's the West Indies, sponsored by Caribbean Hotel Group, three-match series against England, who also reportedly be exploring options. Oh, I don't know who yeah. they're going to get. Who are they going to get? Who's going to well, get I'm, 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 just, I'm sick of these money grabs. Yeah. I'm just tired of it. I mean, surely we can keep something slightly unsullied. Well, as as the, 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 the uniform worn by our test crew, it should be just to the baggy green. I know. Well, what gets me here That is, should be the only defining characteristic. I know. What we get here is we've got to cut back sport so it's sport, not some sort of corporate... Corporatisation, you know, yes, um, that's um, what kills everything. I know. And so you've got these people who are travelling around the world with 32 square yes. inches on the front of their shirt saying, yep. you know, whatever it is they want to say, yep. billabong surfboards. Sure. And it just doesn't work. I mean, the... Sure. Uh, I'd be happier if the, if the players agreed... Less money. Well, I don't know about less money, but if they agree just to talk up the sponsors in any interviews they do. Oh, what a great so, idea. So Jimmy Maxwell talks to them, you know, well, Steve, how'd you go with the batting? Lovely, you know, 102 not out. How, how'd it feel out there? Oh, it was great. I'm going to have some VBs now, Jim. Yeah, I'm rich I'm going to have a skinful, Jim. Yeah. All right. Yeah, or I'm going to the Commonwealth Bank now to get some money out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's a much better idea. Much better idea. Especially if you said it on the ABC. Yes. Because that would really <laughs> slip by and keep it quite easily. <laughs> Cricket Australia may also look at taking advantage of the loophole as it attempts to strip millions in spending out of the organisation. I oh. mean, in the past we had one coach. Yeah. Now we seem to have 50 coaches. Yep. I mean, when you look at them warming up, there are thousands of people on the ground. We've got to get rid of all of that. We do. Players need to practice, yep. come and play, and then have a nice chat with Jimmy Maxwell about where they're going next <laughs> what they're going to be doing there, I, as in what I'm going to be consuming. Yeah. I mean, I Nando's Chicken, I don't mind. Well, who are they sponsoring now? Well, I think, they're, <laughs> I think they're sponsoring the Kiwis. What about the Indians? What have they got, Singer Beer or something? they got Singer Beer and, and those bats. So it'd be Singer Beer versus VB. Ooh. Ooh. Now you're talking. People persuaded to put in a <laughs> sly dig for Singer Beer. Yeah. So, you know, oh. Steve, even, et cetera. Anyway, okay. that's about it for bludging on the blind side, Roy. Uh, yeah. finding, final thought? Uh, yeah, I, I'd like to know. I'm just throwing it out there, HG. I wonder why Jock hates Laura on MasterChef. Oh, what incredible. is that about? I know. But that's the editors cutting it the way they want to see it. I suppose. That's it for the blind side. See you next week. It's a captain's call. Thanks, ref. Blokes, let's have a bludge on the blind side with Roy and HG. Hi there, bludgers. HG Nelson with a quick reminder that the ABC has great podcasts. Roy, what are some of them? They do. I, I enjoy Norman Swan's podcast. I yes. enjoy Conversations, HG. I enjoy the Phil Davis podcast. That's beauty. It's tremendous stuff. And then we've got the best of Grandstand in the Outer Sanctum. Haven't heard that yet. Looking forward to it.